Hey, what's up? It's Brian Scalabrini, the White Mamba, also 2008 world champion Boston Celtics. Now, you're listening to the Boston Big Three podcast presented by Ride the Wave Media. Episode 87 presented by Ride the Wave Media, sponsored by BostonBig3.com, sponsored by TomMillerDesigns.com. Design websites, both from this podcast. I know Joe and Brandon do a lot of designs for the Boston's Big Three podcast. I'm not sure if the Hope Cam Newton uh, posters up. I, if you saw Babs' Instagram live the other day, you see him ripping how, up any shred of hope. How funny is that. it? How funny is it that I ripped that up? I ripped the hoodie up, and Cam Newton has his best game of the season. Well, I was thinking that was going to happen. All right, let's just get right into it. Patriots yeah. out, NFL playoffs around the corner, Celtics, their season's uh, starting to cook. Cam Newton, probably done as a Patriot. Uh, every report that I've seen on social media said that. Everyone around kind of just has a general consensus that Cam Newton is out of Boston. Um, would you say this was a failed experiment, or is it just too many things went wrong in 2020 and Cam Newton took way too much of the blame? First of all, Adam Schefter came out with a report pregame and said that they're going to be splitting up the Cam Newton and the Patriots. Correct. So yeah. Adam Schefter put this out there and listen, guys, Adam Schefter is a national news media outlet. That's who he is. So with this case is it's week 17. The Patriots are done. They're not going to the playoffs. There's no more news about the Patriots. So Schefter waited to the last possible moment. He puts it out there. That's that post game. Bill Belichick was asked about it and was very pissed off about it and said it was fake. Then all of a sudden the local media that has to cover the Patriots day in, day out, are, uh, took the side of the Patriots and took the side of Bill saying that Schefter didn't mean it this way. Although Schefter never cleared up what he really meant. He said what he said. They're splitting ways. In, in the Cam Newton experiment is done. Is it a failure? Yes and no. Because when you look at Cam Newton's contract at $1 million base salary and the rest was incentives, we said going into this year, let's see, let's see what Cam Newton we get. Let's see. And we saw flashes of his former MVP self, but we also saw, wow, there's a reason why he was like stayed on free agency that long. Um, seven and nine is not as bad as five and 11 or three and 13 as some people thought they were going to be. And uh, Felger Maz, the Felger had a great point. If you, it all depends on how the Patriots rebound next season, the season after that, and the season after that. Because when you look up the pro football database and you look at all the records, and when you see seven and nine, that little blemish, you're just going to know that's a blemish because they lost Tom Brady. I don't care about the opt-outs. Don't care about the salary cap. You lost Tom Brady. It was a transition year. Um, in terms of Cam Newton coming here, it's, it's, a, it's a failure that Belichick and his ego kind of got in the way. And we won't really know anything until, again, it's all down the road. and It's all in retrospect and looking at 2020 uh, backwards. But we'll end up seeing, we'll end up seeing what ends up happening from, from, from that. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I liked Cam Newton going into the year. If you go back to our earlier episodes, like before the season, I was huge on Cam Newton, big on Cam Newton, down on Stidham. Still am down on Stidham. I understand. Like, I thought Stidham should have started this week, obviously, because, like, you play the Jets, give them a full game. This mean, this game means literally nothing. Like, I watched the Celtics instead of this game. But it comes down to this. It's Cam Newton was not – I don't think Cam Newton was terrible. I think he didn't have weapons around him. But that's not the – biggest problem the biggest problem is but here's you can, the thing you can have, can you, Jones, the you can have antonio brown you could have all these weapons around you if you still throw an 100 mile per hour two yard slant route 
that's not going to fix anything. But, he but he lost his like quarterback part. mechanics. Tyler, and picked stop, up the stop. running. Stop. The, the, the no weapons thing is so frustrating because it's like, what did they just do yesterday? They, they played okay, well. But that was against the Jets. The Jets. Yeah. I don't care any of that stuff, dude. But it is. They played a pretty good fucking game yesterday. And it shows that Asasi, uh, you know, he, he, had, he had, got a touchdown. Cam Newton catches one. Jacoby Myers throws one to him. Like, where is that play? early in the season when it mattered the last three or four weeks when you needed to make plays like that. Okay, where, but that's also a game that light? it doesn't why matter you... for either team. So, like, the, both teams are clocking in and clocking out because there was nothing to play for for either side. I think that's one of those games that you just open the playbook, do whatever you want. If it is Cam Newton's last game, it's like, whatever, let him do whatever he wants. My thing is, he lost all his quarterback mechanics, whether that was, like, a couple years ago, who knows. Um, but my biggest question going to this we were so high on the Patriots um, up until, like, not even up until, especially after that Seattle loss. It became like, like Cam Newton's legit. Cam Newton's back to stay. Now, my thing is, he gets COVID after. You can't control that part. But where would the season have gone if Cam Newton doesn't get tackled at the one-yard line? We score a game when he touched on against Seattle. And we're, we're, that is, what, week two? So we 2-0 yeah. against a legit team. That whole season could have taken a little skyrocket here and there. But instead, Cam gets kicked with COVID, lose a couple of early games. I think the season was just toast as soon as we lost to the Texans. You could see it on the like field. Although we were still technically in it, we still had a lot to play for. That Texans loss was just a morale killer, and there's nothing else you could have done to bounce it's back funny. other than have other teams control your destiny. It's funny to hear people kind of now when you're looking back, when did the Patriots season end? And everyone's going to have something different. And, and people are probably going to change their minds because they're going to start looking back more. I'd say the Buffalo game, when he fumbled the ball, that was it because yeah, it was yeah, yeah. five at that point, and it's really hard to catch up at that point. Uh, when you look back at the COVID thing, to anybody out there, COVID's not an excuse for Cam Newton on his poor playing ability because if, if Cam truly was affected by COVID, he wouldn't have 12 rushing touchdowns. He wouldn't have all the rushing touchdowns and to be able to run the ball the way he runs the ball and able to hit people, okay? His, again, what Tyler said it right there, his throwing mechanics are absolute dog shit. Now, here's the thing. If COVID didn't happen with Cam Newton, he played that Kansas City game, would they have won? We don't know that. Would they have lost? We'll see. But I think that if they played that game fully and had a full week of practice going into that Denver game, and I know the buys got changed up and stuff, it definitely would have changed the outcome of the season because at, at that point, you probably would have been four and two or say three and two and the trade deadline starts creeping up. And that's when Bill Belichick, if he knew he had something this year with Cam Newton at the beginning of the season, they would have made a move with the trade deadline and they would have got him a quote unquote weapon that they would need. But um, when you're two and five and the trade deadline comes, what's the point of investing into this season? It's a wash. Just, just uh, play it out for the rest of the year. And lastly, Bill Belichick, and you can say it's an ego thing. Why didn't Stidham get in there? He went to Cam Newton, whatever they said, you know, preseason or whatever. I'm sticking with you all the way through. I'm going to give you loyalty because I look at this down the line in a couple of years. Cam Newton is low key trying to fight for a Hall of Fame spot. He's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but it all depends on who he goes against. And he's going to get votes for the Hall of Fame. I'm telling you right now, he is forever going to give lip service to Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, and the Patriots organization for giving him a legitimate shot. They're the only team to do it. And I still think Cam Newton yesterday or whatever on Sunday, when you watch the game, it was Cam Newton showcase to any other team out there. Cam Newton, in my opinion, although I said that he shouldn't be with the New England Patriots, still deserves another shot in the NFL, not as a starter, but he definitely deserves to go on a team based on he won 
in terms of his locker room ability to get the locker room to side with him, to bring some like, you know, the energetic fun side of him. And also the way he handled the media this year in certain times, he did a pretty good job, especially with Boston media, his playing ability sucks on the field, but he definitely brings something to, to, to a table, to a locker room that's needed in the NFL. So I think that Cam Newton earned a contract somewhere else as a backup. It's on Cam Newton to now realize during this offseason. I might not be a starter. I might have to win a job. I might not win a job, but I feel like I'm going to bring that energy and excitement to my late career here. Well, even you see like the Saints did the Taysom Hill breeze experiment, or even saw this year that the Colts had Phillip Rivers and then uh, Jacoby Brissett would come in for like a fourth and one rush or something like that. I think Cam Newton could do something along those lines. I don't think he could be a throwing quarterback. I don't think he could be a franchise quarterback. I think he's more as sad as it sounds, because Cam Newton used to be like the man, especially coming out of Auburn, one of the best college football players ever. I think his career is unfortunately at that point, it's like similar to Derrick Rose, except he didn't get in injuries. People just don't put the, just, uh, the same respect on the name as it used to have. You have to have Cam as like one of those type of guys. Now, I don't know what team that is. If it's like, say the Colts again next year, they stick with Phillip Rivers, even though I think once is going to go there. But if they stick with, say, Phil Rivers and you need – uh, Cam Newton to make those rushing plays. Now, although that'll probably throw off the whole thing, like, oh, this guy's in, it's going to be a rush. He still had 12 rushing touchdowns or whatever he had. He still had a crazy amount of rushing yards. He was, best, he was the best rusher on the Patriots. I think that that's where his career is heading. I don't know what team. I don't think it'll be the Patriots. But the question is, is it Stidham again, or is it going to be someone else? Is, is, is Cam Newton going to accept that role? And that's the thing. You talk about an ego. You talk about the swagger that he's played, a national champion, uh, an MVP played in a Super Bowl. Does he want to accept that his role is starting to reduce towards the end of his career? Because um, his career is almost over. He's never going to have the opportunity he ever again that he just had with the New England Patriots. And a little credit, and I said yesterday, credit what credit's due. He played 15 out of 16 games. He would have played all 16 games if he didn't have COVID. So he gutted it out the entire season. I just don't see a team that's going to take him unless they're desperate. I mean, I, I said this, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. So the Jets, or they could take Fields, you never know. But let's say if Justin Fields gets brought in, why not bring Cam Newton in with Justin Fields? Why not bring Cam Newton into Arizona to help Kyler Murray out a little bit and be in that locker room where I know Fitzgerald is about to retire. So you're losing, you're losing a veteran right there in Fitzgerald. Why don't you get Cam Newton in there to bring some veteran role in there? It's just, can Cam Newton accept that he's going to be a bench guy and he's just going to be kind of on the sidelines and stuff? Or does he just want to say, you know what? I'm hanging it up. That's it. My career is done. I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to be known as a guy that's just going to go team to team, a backup. Uh, I don't want to. And again, he said this to the Boston media. The one thing I missed was my family. I miss my kids. I miss this and that. Well, does he want to keep going to these different road sites? Like he's not going to stay in Charlotte. He's not going to be in one place. Like for the next couple of years, he's probably going to bounce around. Does he want to do that? So it's a lot to take in for Cam Newton. And again, for Patriots fans out there, the time's ticking right now, right now we're in the off season, correct? So Cam Newton as a businessman is not making a decision until March when he hits free agency, he's going to see what his market value is, which I think it's eight to 10 million. And he's not in, Teams might wait until the draft to see what they're going to do. So now you're wasting about three to four months with the, as the New England Patriots because this guy's not signing with you. The only quarterback that signed on the active roster for the New England Patriots is Jared Stidham. So Stidham, if you, if you got anything with you, these next 11 to 12 weeks are so important for you to showcase that, hey, I still have him taking this serious. Um, and again, I think that the Patriots are, are, if Stidham is not your guy, I believe in him, 
but if he's not your guy, you're kind of screwed because even if you go out to free agency, even if you make a trade, it's going to be hard to grab another guy, throw him in the system, learn the playbook, you know, try to cover his flaws. Like I, I can understand with Cam Newton where you brought him in. He said, this playbook's like calculus, like, and you try to catch him up. I, 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 I only say that you bring Cam Newton back as if your free agency, there's nothing there. There's nothing worth the trade. And it's just like, Hey, you're our last option. <laughs> like, and this is what we're going to be able to, to give you. Um, there's been rumors. A rumor was out yesterday that the Niners might be moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. They might straight up cut him. Can Bill Belichick fall ass backwards into Jimmy Garoppolo? It could, it could be possible. Could okay. Matt Stafford, it could be possible. How much do we think Garoppolo, I guess, has improved since he left like New England? Like, he made a Super Bowl. He was one of those quarterbacks that the defense he fell ass backwards in that Super Bowl. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. although he was good, although he, he's been a solid, I'd say like middle of the line quarterback, it does nothing too crazy, it doesn't do anything too terrible. He, he's just like the bar. Do you think with his time in New England, obviously coming back, he'd have a little more of an advantage, but do you think that Garoppolo is the answer? I don't think that no. we have an answer in sight. Like, I don't think even if we either. get a name that's being thrown around, even if we get Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford isn't going to lead a 12 and four New England team or a, a 13 and three or something like that. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of years coming down the line that we see 10 and six, nine and seven, like 11 and five, because until you have a quarterback, the NFL means nothing. You can see all these talented rosters and the always, 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 well, 90% of the time, I just said how defense could win Super Bowls, but 99% of the time, the best team, the team who wins the Super Bowl has a competent quarterback that can control the pace of a game, that can make the plays. And I don't think that there's anyone on the roster or any free agents out there. And I don't think outside of Lawrence and maybe Justin Fields, anyone in the draft that's going to do that. You see Kyle yeah. But like, even then, you don't know until you know. And, and then, so another thing too is a couple things is that for the draft, if you get a Mac Jones, let's say, if you get a Trask, if you get a Wilson, whoever they end up getting, right? If you want that first round quarterback, they're not starting week one. They're, they're not, sorry, they're not starting week one. They're not doing that. They're not, they wouldn't even beat out Stidham. I don't care if Stidham sucks. Stidham would start week one or some, you know, road quarterback that they bring in, journey quarterback. Um, Cam Newton, the, the thing with him is, I will give him credit. He had heart all season. He tried. I will say his body language when they were losing looked pretty bad at points, but that's the type of quarterback you want. Matt Stafford is going to have some heart and grip because he hasn't been to a Super Bowl. He hasn't been to any meaningful playoff games. So Bill Belichick's going to push you. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think in my mind, has made his money. He won his Super Bowls as a backup. He really doesn't have anything to truly play for. He played in a Super Bowl. It really doesn't matter to him. Yeah, he's I not mean, going you to have all your money. Your it's not like, there's nothing he could do unless he wins a Super Bowl from now until he retires. Like yeah. every year that's going to push him to the next heart? Yeah, how exactly. much is his heart going to be in it? So exactly. I look at this as the quarterback position. I think you stick with Stidham. You draft the guy in the second, third, or fourth round because you need a guy behind Stidham. You take Brian Hoyer and he, you make him your quarterback's coach or you make him an offensive coach because I think he's going to retire. And I think that the only option you should go on the table is grab Jameis Winston. You should grab someone that's going to be super cheap because his contract, he didn't do anything this year. His contract was $1 million. You can bring him in as a camp body. You can see what he has. Have him compete with Stidham. Have your third guy just kind of sit behind there. And I just think that another thing with Bill Belichick is you're at a position of your quarterback that you don't want to spend money on. Why would you bring Stafford in? Because how much money are you going to have to spend on Stafford? How much money are you going to have to spend on Garoppolo? Because you could be taking this $10 million, 15 or $20 million and using it around a guy. Like say Jared Stidham was your guy next year. Go draft a wide receiver for him. 
go get an offensive lineman, spend the money on offense, cover his flaws, like cover what, if you don't think he's a good passer, cover those flaws. You can do that. So I, I, any quarterback that they bring in, if they bring in Jameis Winston, you could do the same thing. So no matter what, this is uh, uh, an interesting off season. It gives everybody content or something to talk about. If you're a diehard New England Patriots fan and you're still on this team, it's making you watch Belichick. Listen, guy, you can't make any mistakes. You could be cute with some of your picks. You could be cute with free agency. You don't have Tom Brady buffer anymore. You're allowed this one off season, a one off season. You're allowed to have kind of a shit year. That's it. That's all it is. Now at the cap space, you have a 15th overall pick. You should be and you're seven and nine, which means that this team cannot get any worse next year. No way. This team looked atrocious at times. I don't see how this team can get any worse next year. You should be able to at least be over 500, nine and seven next year. That's where we should be starting them at. And we'll see what they do uh, forward. And I mean, there's seven teams that make a playoffs now. So you should be able to get into a playoff spot next year. All right. Speaking of playoffs, brackets are officially out. Uh, the new, I don't know, one, only one team gets a bye. I like that rule. Um, I guess we'll just run through the games real quick. Four seed versus five seed. Tennessee versus Baltimore. Derrick Henry first. Two K rusher uh, in a while. I think it's what Adrian Peterson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think the Titans win simply because the Lamar Jackson fraud. Like I love Lamar Jackson until he proves me wrong and wins a playoff game. And like they're cooking though. They're one of their last five games after having like a middle of the road type of uh, season in the middle. Um, Tennessee's not looking the best. They, they looked way better, I think, earlier in the season. But I don't know. I think just until Lamar Jackson proves me wrong, we're going to bet against them in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, plus you look at last year, Tennessee made the AFC title game, and I have them making it again this year. I, I just think that this is Tennessee's territory. They did it last year. They can do it again this year and beat the Ravens and, sh and somewhat shock them again, even though it won't be a shocker. But uh, I think the Titans are – a respectable they're going to be a respectable playoff team year in and year out especially with Rabel I think he's got something cooking down there I'll take Tennessee Cleveland Pittsburgh now although this won't happen I want the Cleveland Browns so badly to win the Super Bowl For, like all of my heart wants to be I want to see Baker Mayfield be a Super Bowl champion I don't think they get past the Steelers um, which is going to halt that dream real quick. But the Steelers are so fraudulent, it hurts. Yep. All right, no, I'm picking the Browns. Browns over Steelers, take it to the bank. Chase Claypool, Juju Superstar, they're going to be focusing on the TikTokers after this. Uh, that's a shirt that you guys made, the Juju one. Anyways, Browns over Steelers, that's what I got. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mason Rudolph played this past game. Big Ben sat out. And it's funny because now they're playing again each other again, back to back weeks, which is wild. Um, I just look at Big Ben is it's gonna have a, a slow start in in this game. It's it's like he took a bye week almost. Yeah, that's what I was thinking um, too. He, he's one. Yeah. He's at that point that I don't think he like any time off in the middle of the season like helps him. No, I don't think so either. And I think they've been looking pretty bad on offense. I mean, the Browns are going to play with nothing to lose. And there's going to be a ton of pressure on Pittsburgh because if you lose to the Cleveland Browns, a team that hasn't been in the playoffs for a long time. And I just like storylines, so I, I want – and I don't have the Browns going too far because if the Browns win this game, I have them, and we just picked Tennessee. Um, that means the Browns would most likely end up playing Kansas City. But yeah. I, I just think that Cleveland fans can hold this over Pittsburgh and hold it over the division for years to come, being like, remember when we beat you in the playoffs? Like, yeah, that's, that's what I want to see. So I'm, I'm rooting for Baker Mayfield, too. I think Baker Mayfield is somebody that it's, – it's been a couple years now. He's a kind of a likable guy. Um, he's went through his woes. 
in a way. And uh, it's kind of funny that they don't have Odell and he got hurt and that team's still good. They're, they're in a playoff. So. Jarvis Landry. Uh, all right. Speaking of Bills, uh, Bills Colts, two versus seven. Um, I don't know how controversial this is going to sound, but because like AFC East and whatever, but I kind of want the Bills to go far. A, I love their fan base. The Bills Mafia, like I want, if a team wins it, I want it to be a city that the team, I want it to be a team that the city cares about them. Like, I, like Bills Mafia cares about the Bills so much. And like they're a group of fan base that deserves a Super Bowl. Plus, the Bills are just like incredibly fun team to watch. Like I, I liked watching them this season. If they win the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be all that upset because like, yeah, it's an AFC East rivalry. When's the last time that they've actually been our rivals? When's the last time that they've stopped us from doing anything? It's like one of those, like you just said, the Steelers Browns. It would be like the Bills beat us in a regular season. They could just chirp all they want in the regular season. But at the end of the day, we're a Super Bowl champion. They haven't done that to us. The Bills uh, haven't done that to the Patriots. So if they win it all, I'm like, hey, that's kind of cool because I just like Josh Allen a ton. I like Stefan Diggs. And then their defense is like a legit defense. They're a team that deserves to win it. And I think they smoke the Colts. I don't think that's a close yeah. game. Quite as yeah, they, they've been red hot. And especially when you just put up 50 points, I think 56 points against Miami this past week. Yeah. Um, and you're going to have 6,700 fans there in Buffalo next week. Uh, and that means if they win this game, which I have them winning, they'll have another week at home as well, too. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm picking Buffalo this game. Again, uh, you want to see that. Fan. I don't want them to win the Super Bowl. Um, just because you want to still hold that over their head as a Patriots yeah, yeah. fan. And, and that's what I want to do because then they'll hold this over your head. Like, oh, we're the new dynasty. Your dynasty's over. We've won more recently yeah, than you have. Like, that's what they're going to do. <laughs> um, but I and, uh, and I have some plans for next year, too, if they, if they don't win. So uh, I, I, I am rooting for Buffalo this game. Uh, it would not be shocked if Indy goes in there and wins. I, I, you just you never know. I like Frank Reich as a coach. You never know what Philip Rivers has, but this is a Rivers right, game, though, and he's just gonna choke and just throw like three interceptions and just look like poop. I think there's already so much like probability, or there's just already so much talk that it's like went to the Colts and that they came yeah. in as a seven seed. They only came in because stuff worked out their way. They faced Jacksonville, like when a, a team that's trying to lose went in your end game. That works. Like you always want to make the playoffs. I think they know they're not going to win the Super Bowl. I think they're already kind of looking ahead till next year, knowing their season's going to end this weekend. I'm not oh. sure if Rivers can still even do the whole thing. So, but so, so how does that go for Rivers' mentality to know that your job's not here next year? I don't even. Think this he's could be your last shot. Yeah. Do you think he does but, he play anywhere? But like, Rivers' entire career has been him trying to make a two-minute comeback and never doing it like and throwing a pick away so if, if he were to do it that'd be like the latest time possible to do it so i'd be <laughs> shocked if he does it i think the bills would be uh nfc tampa bay versus the washington football team and this is another one of those games that i think is gonna be another blowout and i think a lot of people are gonna just be saying oh i think washington will win because it's a fun storyline because alex smith and the nfc east and all that mayhem and i think they're like maybe they can make it uh tom brady's not gonna lose in the wild card weekend especially in Tampa, especially when he has, uh, he has like the, a legitimate shot to go up against Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees or all these people, like all those NFC quarterbacks that all these matchups wanted to see when he was in New England, but we could make the Super Bowl and they couldn't. So that's the only thing stopping those matchups. I think Brady has a lot to play for in these playoffs. And are you, are you going to be one of those on the side rooting for Tampa Bay in a sense or no, because Brady left the Pats, Pats didn't make it, all that like stuff. I've said it. I've I, said it I don't care. I want this Tampa Bay to win the Super yeah. Bowl strictly for Tom Brady. Like, I don't care if he wins a Super Bowl on another team. That's not going to take anything away from that he did with the Patriots. And it's only going to solidify him as like, hey, 
He is the greatest football player ever of all time. Tampa, Tampa. So I'm not, again, I'm not rooting against Tom Brady. I'm rooting against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I don't want to see the Bucks win it. Um, so in this case is that, again, like Tom Brady this year, he didn't win the division. He didn't win the MVP. But by God, he put up 43 touchdowns at his age of 43 years old. He still has it. And, and on the record, I've never said that Tom Brady's washed. I never said it's over with. He's still playing at the top of his game. Tom Brady and the, the Bucks will smoke Washington. They should. They're, they're already an eight-point favorite. Yeah. Um, and I look at I look at this year as the year they won't make the Super Bowl. And I think that it's not going to be because of Brady. It's going to remind me of Super Bowl 52. Brady's going to have an awesome offensive day. It's going to come down to bad coaching. I don't trust Bruce Arians when, when the time comes for him to make a clock management, game management call, something on defense, something on special teams. Something's going to get fucked up where Brady is not going to look bad. Brady's going to look awesome. Mm, but and Arians is going to try to make him look bad. I think Arians is already prepared I, I, some, more to there. give an excuse for Brady more than he is for the playoffs. And I look at if they if they beat if they lose to Washington, Aaron's loses his job. You cannot keep yeah. him around because Brady's be like, I'm, I'll stay here, I'll sign an extension. I want him out of here. Right, I Brandon, say Brandon, this, Bucks- Brandon's not on this episode, but I want this one on the record, and I want this to be a graphic. <laughs> Bruce Arians is more built for making an excuse for Tom Brady and that Tom Brady lost the game. He's going to blame the whole season on Tom Brady. And as soon as they get bounced from the playoffs, he's going to blame Tom Brady. And he's, I guarantee he's more focused on that than he is focused on winning the playoffs. Like if you haven't been paying attention the entire year, everything's Tom Brady's fault. It is never Arians fault. As soon as if Tampa Bay gets bounced, Arians is going to come out. He's going to blame Brady. And he's been thinking about this excuse or whatever he's going to say for weeks. So make that on Boston's victory Instagram. And I want people yelling at me now. Uh, all right. Seattle Rams. I think the Rams were good. And then they kind of fell off, especially after the Jets lost. You can't lose that game to the Jets, but who knows? Uh, Seattle's just a wagon. I think like this, we could have a chance that the four quarterbacks for the, the divisional games are Rogers, Brady, Breeze, and Wilson. I don't think, I think that's going to be it. I think yeah. that, that has to happen. So I, I think the the Seahawks beat the Rams uh, comfortably. And yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, they didn't have golf last week and the Rams and, and they still won the game. So you broke his thumb, right? Or yeah. Something. And I just, it's, it, it's a team that you can't count out because of they went to a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. It's still fresh, but it's just, you're going to run into Seattle and this is, could be Russell Wilson's last shot. This could be Pete Carroll's last shot. We say that almost every year, but you just don't know what their their time's ticking out up there in Seattle. So, um, and I think that DK Metcalf just has a bananas game and just looks really good and just kind of shoves it back into Patriots fans. It just shoves it back into like we drafted Nikhil Harry over DK. Um, I, I and I think it's Seattle. And then you just go into last game. I mean, Saints, Saints and Bears. Uh, Alvin Kamara is probably not playing that game because of COVID. But I think that the Saints. No, can he still- is because they can play Sunday. If oh, they so played Saturday, then they would then he would. So yeah, they'll Sunday. they'll win. They'll they'll win comfortably too. I think the Bears have got to give them some credit because they started off hot. They went cold. They actually okay. Got this is why this is why I think they have a shot though. Trubisky he got benched for no reason. Like he got robbed. They were three and zero. Like they weren't really cooking. They were three and zero though. Like their defense had a lot to do yeah. with the team winning. And then you bench a quarterback when the quarterback position is all about confidence, all about how you hold yourself, all about just on the field, like presence. If you take that away from someone, yes, he gets hurt too in the middle of the year, but then he comes back and he brings you guys to the playoffs. I don't understand how a Mitch Trubisky even wants to be in Chicago after they like kind of treat him like that. B 
they're not going to win. So like, I don't think that there's all the pressure in the world. I think Trubisky just goes out there and slings it. And I don't think he's going to be back in Chicago next year. Unless they, he's, is he under contract? I don't know. That's just like a, like a theory that I got in my head. So out of those three NFC games, which one's more likely to have an upset in it? Probably. Probably Bears Saints, I'm thinking. Just because the, yeah. the Bears defense is legit. You don't know if Breeze and all his broken ribs or anything like that is fully healed. You don't know if he's going to be the same Breeze. And if he's not, that means you have Taysom Hill, you have James Winston in that game. And I don't think that in the moment, maybe maybe because it's the first round, maybe because it's the Bears, but I, I think the Bears have nothing to lose and the Saints have all to lose because they're the two seed because they had such a good regular season and all these weapons. Uh, but like the better season you had, the, the harder the fall is. But yeah, uh, any other football takes you want to get out? Uh, no, I mean, just it's going to be an interesting offseason for sure for the New England Patriots. You can kind of just, again, sit back now and watch all these games unfold. I like that there's a seventh team because having three games each day is a lot better than just having the two and two. Um, so it's just a little bit more football to watch on Saturday, Sunday. Uh, these games are going to get interesting. I mean, I really do think out of the NFC, when we just said you have Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, and Wilson, it's a toss-up to who goes to the Super Bowl. Opposite end, I think Kansas City just storms through. Having that bye week is so good for Pat Mahomes. That team is ready to go back to a Super Bowl. And I say this, the NFL does have a play into all this stuff too and what they want, especially when it comes to refereeing and all this and that. They can have certain calls go certain ways. Uh, this is the perfect opportunity if you want Pat Mahomes to be your poster boy for the next decade is to have him win back-to-back Super Bowls. Do you, do you think I, he's be better than Brady? I, I was with my friends this weekend, and then they were all just like, when it's all said and done, I think this is what happens. There's always going to be the new shiny thing that comes in, and you're going to be like, yep. oh, this is the new best. I think Brady's legacy is going to turn into Montana's, and a bunch of people who didn't watch Brady is going to start criticizing his career, kind of like how a bunch of people who didn't watch Montana was trying to downplay his career. I never watched Montana play, so, like, I can't say that, obviously. No one. Brady's the best, but I'm going to see both Mahomes and Brady play when it's all said and done, and all the things that Mahomes could do that Brady couldn't, like mobilize, make crazy throws, although – Brady could make throws. The NFL's changing. The whole game's changing. And I think that Mahomes could be better than Brady when it's all said and done. No, no, he won't. He won't. Because when you look at Brady, right, it's the longevity of his career and what he was able to do in the first half, then in 07, get hurt, and then just have a great career to end it. And look at him. He left the New England Patriots, and he just threw for 43 touchdowns. He's keeping himself right up there with these young guys. So I look at Pat Mahomes as – Pat Mahomes, if you want to make any – Brady's here. You cannot touch Brady anymore, all right? No one can do it unless Pat Mahomes plays till he's 40 years old and crushes everything. Yeah. And, and I will say this. If Mahomes had four Super Bowls compared to Brady's six, and if Brady doesn't win another one, then, yeah, you can probably make a case for his stats and all this and that. I think Mahomes, if you want to make a comparison, is going to be better than Peyton Manning. I think if you want to make a comparison to any quarterback – he could take the two spot. I would put him at the two spot. I think that Mahomes has a shot to win this year. They'll probably win one more. I think the Kansas City Chiefs could win three out of four or three out of five years. But then all of a sudden, how is their GM and how are they going to be able to do it with cap space? You sign Mahomes to all this money. Where's Mahomes going to get an injury? Because he's due for an injury down the line somewhere. How is he going to be able to bounce back? So I think enjoy the time at Mahomes you have now. I think that him winning this year would be a great way to just have a poster boy for the next decade, as I said, because look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers 
kind of captivated. He hasn't done anything in the last 10 years, really, but he's still a top poster boy for the NFL. So that's what you can develop with, with, uh, with the Patrick Mahomes here. Um, and I just think that Mahomes is not going to have the longevity of a career as Tom Brady. So he's not, you can't compare those two like that, but it, can Mahomes make a statement now, build some stats up and say, Hey, I think this guy might have some better stats and a better say than Peyton Manning. Like he's able Peyton Manning finished with two Super Bowls. That's it. He went to three of them. Mahomes has a chance to already have two Super Bowls in his first three, three, three years like that as a, as a starter. So, uh, uh, yeah, I just, I think Kansas City, I think Kansas City goes, I think they, I think Green Bay, I think Aaron Rodgers will get it. If Aaron Rodgers wins, I think we talked about this in our little chat, but Aaron Rodgers, I think shoots up to the top five quarterbacks of all time. If he can win it this year, especially at this stage of his career right now. Um, and he's playing, he's, he might be the MVP this year too. He looks I, like it. Yeah, he should be. So, so it will be interesting to see him get it. But I think Kansas city, no matter if Kansas city plays Seattle, Tampa, New Orleans, Seattle, I already said that uh, new Orleans, Seattle, Tampa, or green Bay. It'll be a great game. Great, yeah. great Super Bowl, And I think it'll be better than last year's. All right. NBA season full swing. Uh, I meant to talk to you about this whenever we did our next episode, but Brandon already made a graphic. You saying that the Celtics would tank was the most classic thing that you could have ever said. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, I know exactly what he's doing. The Celtics aren't tanking, first and foremost. This is the crazy part. The shortest offseason of all time. All these roster moves. An entirely different landscape than the NBA. And obviously, we're going to have a slow start. We're three and three. Like everybody knows. NBA doesn't matter really to the playoffs as opposed to the NFL where each week you really analyze the team. You really see who's going. Basketball is an entirely different sport where you can see who's cooking, see who's not, see who's cold. And right now, Jalen Brown, the best player on the Boston Celtics. Uh, and if you disagree, you're simply wrong because not only is he just getting every offensive bucket, but he doesn't go through the cold streaks that Tatum goes through. He doesn't have to have like the ball in his hands at all times to make a play. But this year, so far, what are we, six, seven games into the season? He's doing almost everything perfect, and it's insane. Um, Tatum, yes, has the two-game winning shots. Um, and we start out the year going up against the Bucks, the Nets, which are two of the best teams in the East. We should not have lost to the Pistons and Pacers. Um, like, we shouldn't have split either of those series. I think we should be I, – I thought we were going to start 0-2 and then win the next four. Didn't work that way. Here we are. Um, Celtics, they'll be good. They'll be fine. In terms of playoffs, that is what I'm worried about simply because this is just really a new team. This is officially the Jays team. Um, I'm not sure. Well, I am sure that Kemba Walker will help. I'm not sure how long he stays out, how that's going to help, because you see this thing with Gordon Hayward um, in his time in Boston. It was the, always the wait till Hayward gets back. Wait till Hayward gets back. Oh, this team's nothing until Hayward gets back. Hayward gets back. They don't do a whole lot. I'm like making the Eastern Conference Finals three to four years. As impressive as that is, you don't get banners. You don't get remembered for that. None of that works. However, adding Kemba Walker, that is an all-star point guard, that is a former all-NBA point guard, he's, he's a good, good option. Peyton Pritchard, he's taking the most out of that opportunity and becoming a solidified rookie. Like, I'm not sure if he, he should be in contention for rookie of the year because those normally go to lottery picks who put up numbers. But are we talking strictly value of rookies the people who get like the most attention for their new team, this guy's getting 20 minutes a game and he's looked just straight up comfortable with the ball. He's fitting in perfectly with his offense. Jeff Teague, he, he's another veteran guy that we got that people weren't high on and he's not there to get 
25 points a game. He's not there to dish out 13 assists a game. He's just there to control the pace of the game, hit the occasional three-pointer, which he's been doing. He just can't hit two-pointers for some reason, as close as you get. And then you have Tristan Thompson, which another people uh, thing that people didn't want because, like, I hate the word casual fan, but, like, all the casual fans are like, oh, the Kardashian curse, this, this, and that. And I said, these were two perfect signings. They're not names. They're just production. Tristan Thompson, I think I saw a stat the other day. He's leading the whole league in offensive rebounds. And if you if you just watch the games, he's just putting bodies on bodies on bodies on everybody. And that's something that the Celtics haven't had in a while. Yeah, you have Marcus Smart, like, going for whatever rebounds. You have Tatum and Brown finally starting to pull down rebounds. But in terms of big guys, when you have Tyson there, who's like, he doesn't not fight for it, but he's not as aggressive because it's probably going to be a foul on him. You see Robert Williams' production goes sky high. The people I'm down on, though, um, is like Grant Williams, the rookie people like that came back that were supposed to kind of take a jump like this. I think they're, they're working itself out. And like Stevens criticized him for late game decisions, criticized him for lineups or whatever you want. We're six games into the season. We can't think that the world's burned. We can't think that everything's going like downhill because we're six games in the season. We're fine. We're going to just see how this all rocks out. And I, I think the Celtics are going to be the three seed, like I said in the beginning of the year, or maybe I said two seed, but three seed. So I like how Brendan will just take pieces and I say something and it'll be taken out of context and that uh, in, in terms of the tanking thing, I was just saying more for the longevity of the Celtics, depending on how they end up going in the first half of the season, you might want to cut the cord on Kemba Walker and say, Hey, it might not be worth it. Just rest up for next year. I mean, this is this this could be a good opportunity the Celtics are missing something still you know they're missing something yeah. there's always that one they're always that one piece away that one piece away and even with this team there's still one piece away I mean I said this would be a fun team to root for this year you're going to buy into them at some point when they go on that hot streak they're going to win five or six in a row and especially now with the Patriots done all those fans are looking for another sport to watch they're going to start paying attention to the Boston Celtics so yeah, it's a good, it's good to be way the worst for them time to of the year when 98.5 and WEI start talking about the Celtics because those guys don't know anything what they talk about and they still get people like they, they still control people's opinions. And the fact that those wrong opinions, like not even saying like, like, Oh, it's my opinion. doesn't matter. No, those opinions are just flat out wrong. Those are the types of things that are being spread to the masses and going in people's brains. And ah, that's the annoying part. You, if you want to listen to legit NBA coverage for the Celtics, Boston's big three is your answer. Not 95 <laughs> the sports, so not WEI. When you look at Peyton Pritchard, this is the perfect opportunity. Hey, kid, this is your only chance. This is what you're getting because Kemba's out, and he's taking advantage of it right now. Um, and I, I said that right at the beginning, like, he's going to become a fan favorite because he's that typical white kid that, like, Boston fans are going to root for because, I guess, Boston, you know, well, I mean, that's, that's, that's what everybody's <laughs> but, thinking. We have to say it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but at the same time, Pritchard, it's great for the team because, as you're saying, you know, he's kind of – putting himself as a rookie of the year candidate, but he won't get it. But six man, like he can end up being that six man. He's that somebody that can be coming off the the game with no NBA experience coming into this 20 minutes a game is nothing to sniff at. That is a, that is at least half the game. I don't know about half the game. Yeah. So, so this is a great that he's getting his opportunity. It's good for uh, Stevens and Ainge to be like, we're developing somebody right here, especially when the roster is getting a little bit tighter. So we have like a guy like Romeo Langford whenever he comes back, but Hey, your minutes are getting, are you going to find a spot in this team? Everyone needs to find a spot on this team. And, uh, and someone can easily jump somebody else. Um, like, Tristan right, Thompson. Tr- yeah. I was about Tr- to say, Tr- but Tristan the big guys Thompson. coming in and you see Rob will doing good. And even you see semi like having a hot start to the season. 
I'm yeah. not 100 percent sold on the older list though. But someone like I didn't, I just said don't overreact. But someone I'm not high on that I think the organization is is Grant Williams though. Grant Williams, for as solid as he is, for as like still raw to the league and new to the league as he is, the only thing he's really done is kind of improve shooting, but that's more field goal attempts for shots that we don't need. I, I'm, a, I'm a casual when it comes to the Celtics, right? So like I don't watch every single game. Yeah. I know I'll try to catch it, but when I put the game on uh, on Sunday night and we had it on, me, me and Michelle were watching it um, with Tristan Thompson. You know, I haven't watched most of the game, but then the stat line pops up at the end of the game when you're shooting free throws, 11 points, 11 rebounds. That's, that's what I like to see because that's, that's, he's a double, double machine. And I saw rebounds and for how many years, 12 years, we've needed rebounding. We just need rebounding. Even the 08 Celtics, the 2010 Celtics, they were missing rebounders. Even when you had Garnett and Perkins, it's just, they always got out rebounded. And I just said, I want a big man. And Tristan Thompson isn't a big, big man, but he's out there to fight for boards. That's going to win you games. It's going to give you more possessions, which now you have a guy like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum that you feel comfortable out there, Boston Celtics fans. These guys can make big shots. Jason Tatum hit the game winner, correct? But Jalen Brown had a pretty big three-pointer right before that as well. Literally the play before that nobody Yes, so it's to get them in the game. So it's just that the fact is that Jalen Brown, and I said this last boss is big three, he's outplaying Jason Tatum right now. That's good, though. I mean, that's, that's fun. Yeah, that's it shouldn't be a competition. Hard. We should be celebrating both of them. We, yes, absolutely, because I believe that this is this is Jason Tatum's team. This is going to be Jason. Whether you like it or not, he's the captain. Guy, right? Everyone knows that. And Jalen Brown has the comfortability of being the player who he is. Where was Jalen Brown drafted, by the way? What pick was he? Three. Three. So he has – no pressure right now of being the team captain that this is my team and I have to take over. No, he could just go up there and play his game of basketball. Jason Tatum can take all that responsibility and all that work. And I said, Tatum was also drafted three, but I said, yeah, but I'm just saying that as a, as if you're drafted three overall, you're taking a lot of pressure and responsibility to be a franchise player for the, for that team, wherever you get drafted to Jalen Brown. And, and I said this to GRD the other day, remember when Jalen Brown got booed? When yeah. everyone booed him because that, they made that pick, and now look where he is yeah. years later. It's just crazy. Uh, things are stupid. But I do like Rob Williams. Um, the thing that is most aggravating as a Celtics fan to start the year is that uh, Stevens keeps doing that double big lineup to start the game with Tice and Thompson. Now, if you have to do this lineup, if, if Stevens is drawing up lineups and he always goes to that double uh, big to start the game, and you have to absolutely choose that, Tice should not be in. It should be Robert Williams instead. However, I understand why Robert Williams is staying on the bench because he's a, a crazy, crazy, crazy spark plug that not a lot of teams have. He's a almost seven-footer. They can run 100 miles per hour and jump 100 feet in the air and block any shot. That's something that should have value coming off the bench. But I don't know. Other than that, not a lot to complain about as a Celtics fan. We'll wrap this up. Boston's big three, timeletdesigns.com. If you want to go check out some of my Celtics designs, uh, I released a couple there. Timeletdesigns.com, Boston's big three.